Hello, welcome to Wildcats in the Podcast. My name's Adam. I'm part of the band Wildcats. We're an improvised funny man band. Uh, we do improvised music, and this podcast is our ongoing improvised musical, but season one's over. This is the season break. We're not doing that this week. That was literally last week. Go listen to the season finale. Season two will start at some point during this month, but this week, me, Charlie, Spencer, and Tim all go over our top three album closer songs. Wildcats album closer tracks. That's what we're doing this week. It takes us a while, but we really, we really figure out who's the smartest and so they have the best list. Okay, here it is. This episode here... Banana band split. Yes, band split. Many people are in a little band. (laughs) (laughs) But this episode is just uh, the the four of us talking. Um, Me and Charlie. Oh yeah, that's me right here, Charlie. And Spencer. Hey, Spencer. And Tim. I'm here. And we're going to call Ben, right? Is that it? Yeah, call Ben. Sorry, the number you have dialed has calling restrictions that have prevented the completion of your call. Announcement 19. Location 5. Get rid of the location. Get. What does that mean? I don't even think that's his phone number. Right. What is I, have, I don't know. Has calling restrictions? Never heard that before. Um, I've only heard that when my dad is out of the country and some, like, weird zone or on a plane do you think ben forgot to like turn his phone back to america after coming back from europe and he's just been waiting for calls and he's like no one's called or texted me in like a week so what's wait. up charlie i have a question when you say i'm pretty sure that's not even his number you're not saying the number you dialed you're saying you dialed his number but the robot is saying a different number the location number is weird yeah like oh yeah that's true I know what happened what to Ben. Mean. Yeah. Yeah, he's just off the grid. <laughs> okay. Does ever that, since oh. he got that ever since he got his head transplant? Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> last week know. Ben got a new head. This week he has oh, no yeah, phone. Tim, did number. you hear yeah. did you hear last week's episode, Tim? Uh mm, Ben no. got a new head last episode. <laughs> That's that sounds insufferable. <laughs> Actually, no, you were on it briefly at the end. Oh, it was? I don't remember it. So it must have not been me. This is like its own little mystery. Yeah, but this week on the podcast, we in honor of the last episode of season one, the season closer, we are going to go around and give our top three album closer tracks. Now, that is not counting bonus tracks of any kind. No. Yeah. Unless you really are like a freak. Yeah, so if you're playing along at home, listeners, uh, you can go and look at our albums on Bandcamp or Spotify or iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal. Uh, YouTube, etc. <laughs> but 
But what's really important is if you go to, like, say, Deezer or Google Music or uh, Amazon Music, that you look at the last songs. And if they say bonus tracks, that means they're a bonus track. If they don't say bonus track, they usually uh, aren't a bonus track. But Bandcamp will let you know for sure. There was an album recently where, just for fun, when I submitted it to DistroKid... Because for the listeners, in case we haven't talked about this that much, we use DistroKid to get our stuff on Spotify. And DistroKid has a lot of rules because it's all automated and they don't want... Because like you can't explain anything to anyone because it's all automated, it just like doesn't let you do anything that might fuck up in stores like iTunes and Spotify. And so... And Deezer and, and uh, di- Google Music. Yeah, and, and Pandora and Tidal and uh, Sovin Music Beta or something like that. <laughs> what is Deezer? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I have no idea what Deezer is. But uh, uh, there was one bonus track I decided it'd be fun to name Bonus Cut, colon, the title. And it changed <laughs> it to Bonus Track. Wow. <laughs> That's so I, nuts. Right? I couldn't believe it. I was like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. It'll just let me do this. But right, what if that song was actually called Bonus Cut? That's the thing. Is like That is within the margin of like what DistroKid is all about. Yeah. It's like if you name your... Like if your song happens to be named Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin, then like you just don't even deserve the benefit of DistroKid's <laughs> doubt. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right, okay. But, like, that is part of the problem, like, for uh, long-time listeners who were trying to, during week, a couple weeks ago, trying to pay attention, and especially our well-hyped 1,000th song <laughs> yeah. uh, coming out on Countdown Celebration. Uh, so, Countdown Celebration is still not on Apple Music in any way. Uh, but what it took, like, five uploads, because originally that album was supposed to be named countdown celebration or a thousand and the set songs were just going to be five four three two a thousand to celebrate our thousandth song and by the time i finally got everything allowed inside <laughs> it was like that's a fun way of putting it <laughs> yeah it was insane and i can't tell you what the tracks are called because i use <laughs> apple music yeah, so I, I don't know what they're called they're they're actually very cleverly named. Thank you. Yeah, I saw them. Possibly too cleverly named if you don't know what the original joke is. But yeah. that's not our fault. That's that's uh, Charlie's fault. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our topic of discussion. Yeah. Which we're gonna need some time for, so we might as well scoot to it. And that is the top three, uh, top three favorite last song on an album. On our Wildcats albums. I would love to start this with a brief conversation about just how did it go for you guys picking this? Because I love this. My favorite thing about the top three segment of like whittling down Wildcat songs is I love how much I hate it. I love how (laughs) fucking hard it is. But to me, it's like this is what makes this fun to me is just like the torture of like saying sorry to songs I really love. There is both beauty and cruelty in the process, I would say. And it's a, it's a really fun process though. And there's bouillon cubes and crouton cubes. That's what they say. Oh, someone in my college, like for the listeners. Oh, I was going to tell a really 
quick fun story that someone in my college put bouillon cubes in someone's laundry in like the washing machine with their clothes. Oh no! And their clothes just came out of the washer with just great. Delicious? Yeah, delicious. <laughs> he, he loved it and wasn't mad at all. Um, <laughs> anyway, what um, what kind of stock was, cube going- was it? What kind of bouillon cube? Yeah, well, I think it was a chicken stock. Chicken stock. Yeah. At least it wasn't beef. At least it wasn't beef. That's that is for sure. Uh, but yeah, doing this process for the listeners. Currently, there's 65 Wildcats releases that are out. How? So that was my si- God! That was 65 songs to consider. Not considering. That there's a couple places where whether something counts as a bonus track or the last song wasn't totally clear cut. So, like, my list was 70 songs long, uh, Consider including the songs I wasn't sure if they counted as bonus tracks. And a couple times I accidentally brought in a song twice or uh, brought in a song that wasn't the last track by accident. But I've got to imagine it was pretty easy to get, get it down from the full list. Were there ones? I was telling Spencer that today when I was working at it, I was at a list of 30, I think. Yeah. As my first cut. And today was a long trip down. <laughs> I think my first cut was like slightly under 20, but that was all yesterday. And today I was struggling with like 8 to 10 most of the day. But I eventually yeah. devised some like a point system. Ooh. I got down to my, I think I got down to my last eight. And then I made a point system, which I also told Spencer about, and I think he might have used too. Adams is really accurate, yeah. My point system was I divided aspects of the songs into... Points? Well, (laughs) kind of. I I ranked everything in a few categories. So everything was ranked in what I called the context ranking, which is how much do I love how this song closed that album? Yeah. I had my... What do I want to hear ranking, which is the most subjective one, which is just like whether or not I think we did a great job or something. What do I just want to put on? Which in, like, yeah. is kind of just like taste and genre go into that. I had my go us go ranking, which is just kind of like even if this song is really good, was like one person doing really good and one person sucking or mm. was go us go all about like, wow, the band was on fire like transitions were done well everyone was together this is like the band doing great and then i had the the music on paper ranking which was like if you were to look at this music written this song on sheet music is its value there yeah and then i so then i ranked all the ranked every song in each of my final eight in all of those and gave them all points based on that and my literally like my top three got 22 21 and 20 points and then the rest the other five all got either 15 or 16 points so i was like oh nice. my top three is clear that's nice mine is tough uh but i unlike last week where i or last time we did this where i used a computer program to help me decide and then cheated to get what i really wanted <laughs> uh this time i didn't run the computer program and just kind of ended up going like ah, i guess these three uh <laughs> But for the listeners, this is, I think, an interesting thing that made this an even bigger challenge than last time is there's a trend with our final tracks to make them longer than usual and specifically 11 minutes long. (laughs) Uh, 
And True. So of the 69 songs on my last songs playlist, which includes some songs that aren't last songs, uh, it's almost nine hours long. <laughs> like, I was sitting, I was getting on this megabus for, I think, uh, my megabus trip was like six, seven hours long yesterday. And I was like, okay, I can listen through this playlist once to help me cut it down. And then it was just like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> like even if I use the entire Megabus ride, I can't listen to this all the way through. Charlie, where are you currently? I'm I'm back in LA, oh, but okay, I was okay. uh, up at Stanford for the weekend here's, at a conference. Here's something I will, and maybe this is like a cop out, I like an excuse I just gave myself. But it's like there were some songs where it's just like okay, like like my first list was closing songs I think are good and closing songs I don't know that well. Yeah, but like closing songs, I was pretty sure I knew that well and knew like there's not they're just not going to be my top three. There's no way I don't really like those songs. Like those I didn't even consider. But also like you could always say like if the first two minutes are shit, then it can't possibly be in your top three. Yeah, I just I feel like you have a I think like my bars for Wildcats are a little different than yours. I think I'm definitely a. I, I don't mean to say you're a harsher critic, really, but I think I am definitely... V- no, I-, I feel like I'm a little bit more... All of the Wildcat songs are all my babies. And, yeah. like, it hurt me so much to take any off the list. Yeah. And then, like, after an hour, it was like, what am I doing? Like, clearly, certain <laughs> songs don't belong at all. There's no way they're going to be in my top three. Like, (laughs) I can say they're good, but they're not in the top three, no matter fucking what. I knew my top three before I was in asked. See, and that's that's nice. I was was actually going to ask you, Tim, how your process went, but... Tim Tim represents the absence of rigor. Yes. (laughs) Ha ha! (laughs) Uh, That's fine. One last thing to say before we get into it. I I think it's interesting that, like... Even if all four of us chose completely different songs, we would only be covering 12 out of 65 last songs. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should do our top threes and then at the end go around and do some honorable mentions because yeah. obviously there are songs we really care about that just like at the end of the day could not make the cut, but that we still yeah. love. And like songs I held on to dearly for a long time, but then when I did the point system and it was just clear as day, like... They middled, and they didn't rise yeah. above. It's like well, I have to just cut those. Definitely. So yeah, Let's see who yeah, the winner is. I have a lot is. of honorable mentions. What did All you right. say, Tim? Let's see who the winner is. Oh yeah, it's true. Only one of us can win this. <laughs> um, I devised an order for this. Um, Tim, I'll have you yeah. start. Charlie, you go second. Adam, third, and I'm going to go last because when we did uh, top. First songs on the album, I went I went last or I went first rather. So um, just just to switch it up, uh, I never thought I'd ever go first in anything. This is uh, <laughs> this is a that day, dude. Pressure. Well, day, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, first breath of fresh air.
That's my number three. First breath of fresh air. Oh. A fun thing about that song is that you may think that's the title because I sing it wrong <laughs> every single time. It's actually called First Breath of Earth Air. Yep. First, yeah, First Breath of Earth Air. Off of Puppy Goes to Hell. That's a great song. Absolutely a great it song. It is a good one. It's pretty. Hey man, I like that song. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Puppy. I, I, at some point, I think we got to do top three albums, or at least talk about all the times we've used Charlie's Funny Program to rank our albums. But I haven't done it in a while. I think yeah. that album is like it's a fucking contender. Yeah, it's real good. And like stuff like that are gonna make me really reconsider whether or not Pokemon is my undoubtable number one forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that has been <laughs> for so long, and it's never changed. Um. Yeah. I think First Breath of Earth Air is a great song. I definitely. It's, it's nice and mellow. Yeah, and just so it is really beautiful. I feel like it's just like the harmonies and the melodies and the. It's just a really nice song. I think it's really dynamic. I don't even know if I would say it's mellow. There's like. Yeah, but the one I, I listened to was. Oh well, you and I are both like <laughs> yelling at our loudest at different at other points of it. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but in a mellow way. Oh, yeah. I lot. feel like we're both we like, like, we're lot. both chill. Yeah, we're, we're yelling, but we're not afraid. We're fucking chill. You guys are we're out of hell. Yeah, you're yeah. not cowards. Um, great pick, Tim. Feels good. Yeah, good pick. Who second, me or Charlie? Charlie. Me. So, like last time, I didn't fully rank my three. I kind of chose three with different styles. But I'm going to start with the one that's number three on my list right now. It was the last one to clearly get into the three. And I'll tell you what style it is right now. What does that mean? And I think, like... I know exactly what that means. They all kind of serve... They're all, like, different types of final songs. Sure. It's less clear. Last time... They were definitely three different types of first songs. This time, it's like these are definitely three different songs. Okay, uh, but like this one, I don't know if it's actually like in a set with other songs. But it got up here, got up here last. It's my dearest outcast off of <laughs> the Goo King and his dad. Wow! 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 I think you're the only one who can understand My friend and former jester of court Here lies my kingdom's last history You picked it, but I yeah I oh Adam <laughs> that's gonna make me Don't listen ki- to I, it again. It's what you yeah, I'll have to listen to that more closely that you because of you picked it. But like I, I think I don't. I think I really don't like that song. I think I think like I wouldn't expect you to like it, but the things I do like about it are. This is a song with three people doing anything, and Trevor, I think, was just singing, 
and I feel like Mitch and I were together on transitions of doing it's a weird song it's a lot of looper and like super distorted guitar and keyboards and but I think it like builds interesting it doesn't to me at least it doesn't feel like it's it feels like it's doing this like looped guitar riff business tightly in a way that we almost never pull off while doing a Wildcats album and the transitions I think go pretty well and it's relatively short for a final song has a lot of energy I always get pumped when it comes on that first like starting like guitar dead notes is just like yeah here we go because when I when I hear that song, like when I was up when I was up for consideration on my list, because all songs were up for consideration on my list, I heard the like first little bit of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this song is like ugly." Like I don't know. I I will revisit it though now that you've said that. So I'm interested. I, I, I definitely am glad to know what you like about it, as opposed to just me having to guess at that. Yeah, and I think it is. This is a song that's a Wildcat song. Uh, Hell yeah. It's not a Wildcat song for Adam or Spencer, really. Yeah. Like, it's a type of ugly, heavy song that's very me. Yeah, for sure. And we don't do very much. So when it does happen and we do pull it off, kind of. Like, the drums Mitch does on this are like... Like, it, it feels... It's one of the few times I feel like we get really heavy and it doesn't feel like empty because it's an improvised band with like two to three people who don't know what the other one is playing right. wait two two three what what did you say Tim oh uh which album was this this is on the goo king and his oh, dad yeah, yeah, yeah. great question Tim we should have said that I said it originally oh okay but it can't be hurt to say again it cannot be hurt yeah. The Goo King? It couldn't be heard what I said it the, the first time. <laughs> the, Goo, the Goo King is one of those albums where, like, when it first came out and I listened to it all the way through, I was just like, this is tough to get through. Like, this is a little bit of a slog, and there's a lot of, like, dirgy stuff in here. But, like, coming up in shuffle, songs from that album out of context, I'm generally really happy to hear that. So I'd be very happy to be the Goo King himself if it were my life damn I'm sorry guys I'm sorry uh, well you don't need to be too sorry because it is your turn for your number three pick oh alright my number three pick I'm gonna go through and tell you guys so basically I had eight finalists yeah. and I ranked them and they got points for how high up in the ranking they were so in the what do I want to hear ranking this song was in uh, third place out of eight. And it's still in third place out of eight. Yeah. In the Go Us Go ranking, it was also tied for third place. (laughs) In context ranking, it was tied for second place. And in the music on paper ranking, it was tied for first place. This is 21, The Universe from Terror. Oh, Showed us the way to our souls, and the sky told us where the stars lay. 
was on my, uh, like, hard to take off things, but I <laughs> knew no one else was going to pick my dearest outcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the universe. I think it's. The universe is the, a beautiful song. I think that it's, it's like. I'll let you talk about it. your pick. Yeah, one of the things I really like about the universe is it's the end of the major arcana in tarot, and each major major arcana in a tarot or arcana, I don't know, in a tarot deck, supposedly and according to some doofus's theories, are supposed to be like stages in your growth. And this is the last one. It's the end of that album, and it is like a complete growth. And I think this song does a great job about. A great job. Uh, uh, this song does a great job of telling the listener, like, you're okay. The whole world is yours. There's not a spare moment in it. Like, I can't hold it against last songs for being a bit longer and having a little more wasted moments. Because if you actually got to that song, you clearly care about the album. So we, it's okay for us to waste your time a little bit. Or, like, have measures that are just there for, uh, to be staying in the vibe but this song is really tight there's trading verses which happens a lot on tarot i think the like the actual structure and the theory of the song is kind of cool for a wildcat song there's like sort of weird chords that happen i think it's beautiful i love hearing us sing it i'm really happy for us brings me back to doing it in the cabin it's a good song it's my number three I think that uh, so, so unpopular opinion but I, I haven't it's not that I'm not super into tarot well I guess it is I'm not that super into tarot <laughs> but it's because I just haven't really given it the time to go through and become like a big fan of it fan of it but um, it was one that stood out to me when I first started listening to tarot as like oh wait this song is like really good like this I was like I, I haven't picked my favorites off tarot yet but like clearly the universe is one of them and will be will continue to be a song that I really like so I think that's a great pick it does it does just like nail this like chilled out vibe of like yeah you did it and that's like a really important property for a final song to have I feel like we (laughs) don't always chill out for the end kind of and do like nice loose percussion and a very like spacey vibe but the universe does it very well well, I'm very happy that uh, yeah. you guys support my number three pick. That was a really nice. I pick. support you. <laughs> now, uh, for my number three pick, Spencer. Uh, my number three pick comes from an album that has only two people on it. I am one of those people. The other person is Charlie, and the album is Mosaic Man, and the song is Blank Slate. <laughs> about that one that one was definitely an honorable mention for me cool. it, 
I could have put it up, but tell me why you did. Um, I did because so I think it's 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 brevity at three minutes and thirty three seconds is great for a last song. I think that it obviously doesn't stand out in, the, in like going off of Adam's categories like music wise. It's not like the best song in the world. It's <laughs> recorded on an acoustic bass outside using a laptop microphone, so obviously loses points there. But um, the I think the experience of making it like it, me and Charlie hadn't made an album together since the original Pigskin Party and Miner's Plight, and it was like nice to get back together and like make something else like i think the rest of mosaic man doesn't really (laughs) do much at all um there's some (laughs) there's some weird kind of cool moments but mostly it's not great in my opinion and blank's blank slate was one that when i was waiting for it to come out i was really excited to listen to like just kind of quietly like oh yeah i know the last song on mosaic man is great and i love doing it and i had a just a super fun time and like i love I, i and i was ready to hear it and i finally did and i was like oh I was right. Like the lyrics are, are really funny and great, and like, just like the sort of the melody is is just I don't I, I just like everything about it. And like I just like the experience of we recorded it outside in like this like wind tunnel of an abandoned uh, we thought abandoned kind of motel. It was just a, a very odd singular experience because uh, we decided to pull off the road and record a, a an EP. In a in a parking lot, and it just felt it felt very Wildcats to me in a way that uh, I hadn't felt in a while at that time, Didn't based on where I was living. From like a window nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like toward the end of the song, a guy sort of opened up his window because he was in the motel and was like clapping and like <laughs> really loving it. So it was just fun. It was just it was like a perfect moment in my mind, frozen in time, encapsulated in a brief little acoustic kind of banger. I feel like, I feel like it does like has a lot of high energy and it's like really fun. So, uh, shooting stars that know where I are shooting stars <laughs> that know where I are. Um, that is the, that I think that album is the hardest album for me to listen to and keep a straight face. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I don't not, think and it's I'm not laughing at to. it. I, it's just like, I can't understand how you guys recorded that album without like if I was on that album with you, I would have just been laughing. I couldn't have been in that car or in that parking lot <laughs> and like Charlie just super heartfelt singing shooting stars, that's where I are, and not like it would have been one of those classic Wildcats moments where like my eyes are closed and I can't look at him and I'm laughing real hard and his eyes are closed too, but then he opens them and looks at me and it makes him laugh too. Well, that, the, well that, I can't believe that you guys like I don't that, know it's that moment in particular was out was outside so we didn't have to deal with that at least but the rest of the album yeah well, was people in, in like each also other a man came outside. out and clapped for True. us uh, yeah the guy clapped for us it, it was it was just so ridiculous no, like, every album I have made Charlie laugh by laughing we like it wouldn't have mattered if we were outside or not it was about no, no, what no. we were doing uh, I was like, I was simply correcting that you, you said referred to inside the car right I I was talking about the whole album. Okay, okay. Yeah. I do feel like Blank Slate is like the most... I feel like it's... I'm so bummed that it's like recorded the insane, terrible way it is. I don't know if I would like it a lot if it were recorded better and it weren't recorded in this very like special moment day. Yeah. But it does just make me go like, yeah, there's some hooks here. 
it's a great song. It feels fills me with a lot of joy just thinking about you and me going to the Owlery and then driving around. Yeah. <laughs> on like a weirdly brisk day in February. Yeah. It's it was just a lot of fun and like a moment that like is the entire moment is within that song, I feel like. And uh it was a good one. So that's my number 3. I know it was a bit of a yeah. bit of a weird pick, but but yeah. And I feel like final songs are, I don't know, they're, I feel like they are especially sentimental-ish about Wildcats and loving to do this. Definitely. So I think that's a very good pick on that line. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, Tim, uh, with the number two pick off your list. AKA the uh, shit pick. Sorry, Tim. Had to say right. it. I had to say it. Okay. He did. I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say the nights we dream of stardom. Ooh. Nice. Classic sentimental pick. Yeah. A song that's all about doing wildcats, essentially. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what made you pick this one, Timmy Man? Uh, it was a solid song. Uh, drums are great. I think Mitch was playing drums on that one. It was Trevor. Trevor, really? Yeah, it was a Trevor, Trevor drum song, yeah. Uh, really good song. Just kind of like... Kind of like Chicago, like soft punk. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the band Chicago. I don't know all of their albums. I love Chicago. I love the horns. Everything coming now. Uh, the song was a solid song. Uh, it just, it, like, you know, what you kind of mentioned, like, if the first two minutes suck, of course, is isn't one of those songs that's 12 minutes long. But in the first two minutes song, I'm like, is it really a good song? But that song, it, it starts great, it ends great, it's solid all the way yeah. through. It pops off immediately. Yeah, I don't think anyone, no one lets the ball be dropped on that song. Someone picks, yep. someone picks it up anytime it starts to slump. Yeah, I think that's just a product of how excited we were. Um, and I don't know, maybe how good we were just in that moment. But anyway... Uh, it is. It's definitely one of those ones that just like hits me emotionally. Like it brings me back there. Watching the video, I just was watching the video a little bit while we were talking about it, and it brought a little bit of tears to my eyes. <laughs> uh, yep. It just. It's a good one. 
Yeah. I can't imagine life without wildcats. <laughs> it's arguably a great one. Yeah. A life yeah. without wildcats? No, life without wildcats is not a great one. Well, who knows? Yeah, no, maybe if we plenty of people. Maybe if we didn't start this band, we would all be like so happy. But how would we know? Right? Yeah. And there are plenty of people who aren't wildcats that are totally happy. So yeah, all the songs we really make sad. would be just really sad. Yeah, because yeah, it's all solo albums. No friends. No. <laughs> all of us. Imagine if all, all of us made love. solo out. Al- all of us made a monthly solo album, but we didn't make it together. It's so good. <laughs> we still had like over a thousand songs if you added all of our stuff up. <laughs> I think Ben's solo what, album would be great. Uh, he's been. He was supposed to do that so long ago. Yeah. He says he's been working on it. Hmm. Well, he. The problem is, he was waiting for a call about getting this new interface, and oh. his phone is still set up on Europe. So. <laughs> so crazy. All right, um, uh, Charlie. Who's Charlie's number two? Okay, my number two pick, in which we all float away in a tornado off of Sunrise. Damn. Wow. Great choice. Fly away. Like an eagle, you ever seen one fly? So have I seen the glorious birds from all over the animal kingdom take wing? What a This one, uh, this song fits a, like, type of song that happened a lot, like, in this one year, which is, like, a very acoustic, chill song that is lovely. I don't know what I'm saying, but I put it in a similar thing to uh, this song on Goo King that's about, about, about being the, Magneto. Yeah, the... Uh... Um, uh, viscous, highly viscous, highly viscous, out of body experience, yeah. and there's a couple other songs that are like it that all have just like this very chill vibe. But this one is really special to me. It's at the end of Sunrise, which there's a lot of details about what Sunrise is for the listeners that <laughs> you probably don't need to know. But it's part of a three album series. Each of these albums is like 30 songs long. And this is the third out of four albums, and this one is just, like, it's chill. It's got, like, I think I'm playing 12-string, Adam's playing another acoustic guitar. There's melodica, there's, like, acoustic drum, like, not drum, hand drums. Yeah, I'm playing the toddler. And it's just, like, 
beautiful. I really enjoy the way the vocals go. I think I did a good job of pulling together themes from the rest of the album. You did. I think uh, to make it's really the good. lyrics. Yeah. And it does an interesting job. It's also an important song for the lore because it implies that there's something similar about the Goo King and the characters from Sunrise. <laughs> I do which love is important that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really chill one. It always surprises me that I'm actually playing a guitar on it while singing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were also all sitting down in the corner of the room recording it. Yeah. That was fun. And it's got... It's got whatchamacallit, like, fake wind noises, but when I hear this song, kind of in the way that, uh... It has fake wind universe, noises? Yeah, I think it starts with, like, a keyboard oh, okay. wind. I was gonna say, I didn't uh, edit in anything, but gotcha, gotcha. But 21, because, like, 21 The Universe brings me back to the cabin, whether or not the sounds are there. And there's other songs that bring you to a specific place. And this song doesn't bring me to a real place, but it brings me to a world where my basement that summer wasn't super hot and musty. And it's like, we're feeling the beautiful wind, and it's cool. We're getting caught up in this tornado, flying away. What a life. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that perfectly describes sort of how I feel about it, too. And not to just be like, oh yeah, same, but like, it does evoke that for me too that's a beautiful pick and I can't wait till we get all our lists out and then we can be honest about what we think of each other's lists (laughs) (laughs) great damn Adam throw your number two so I can subtly shit on it too yeah my my number two is the first breath of earth here it was Tim's number three oh damn uh I mean it came down to the tell us about your scores it came down to the points it was first place in... Well, let me pull up the rank, the categories again. It was first place in What Do I Want to Hear? It was fifth place in Go Us Go. Because I... as Even though I think we all did a really good job, I don't think we were that challenged on it. Yeah. Uh, context ranking, it was tied for second place. I'll just give you a hint. Something that didn't make my list got number one and everything else was tied for second. Um, and music on paper ranking, it was, uh, what was it? It's tied for number one. I think this song's really interesting, and I think it just sounds really good. Like, I think our skill and our tech was at a really good place. I think it's really dynamic. There's no, you don't, we don't jam that much on it. Charlie hits a great major seven on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I love it, and like, I don't know. It is a, this. This is the pick for me that like this song is exactly kind of my vibe, and it is kind of like exactly what I want only, from a last song. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, it was like one of the only Wildcat songs I play drums on where I kind of play my style of playing. Mm, Interesting. That, that's cool. Just like doing a rock beat or <laughs> just a fast rock yeah. beat or a slow. I actually am playing like my preferred style of like doing most music. And so it just was a fun song for me. Yeah, I, I, I've never done any song like Wildcat songs where it's sort of just my style of playing an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Bla- blatant oh. lie. <laughs> Obvious. Yeah, joke. I think like I think this year might be the first year in Wildcats I like listening to the songs I sang. Ooh, that, that, that's important. 
every other year, I'm just like, well, I was singing this one, so the vocals aren't that good, and like, I'm probably gonna skip this so I can hear Charlie go at it, because I will just enjoy that more. But this year, I just, I, I, I don't know, something about it, I think I cut out what didn't work for, what doesn't really work for me more than I did any other year, or I just like, hit the critical mass of enough of what I did, enough of how I sang wasn't something I'm bad at or wasn't like a style or a way of singing that I know that I'm bad at I like I like hearing me sing this song and that hasn't happened until this year it's it's so good and your vocals are so good and I don't know how that's possible because you have so many good vocal songs and you gotta appreciate yourself a little bit oh they're pitchy though yeah but fucking cares (laughs) it's all good it's all good in the head um. Yeah. All right. Should I? Hey, should I? It's rock and roll. It's true. It's, it's improvised rock and roll as well. So. Yeah. It's frock and mug. Doubly okay. Um, I'll give my number two pick. Uh, my number two pick is lightning in a bottle off of Poor Bugs Who Got Hurt. probably sing the most out, while not listening to it just like out loud and, or in my head um, I think everything about the song is pretty perfect uh, I think I, it's, it's a song that I listened to when I was living in Ohio a lot just I was you know driving on back roads all the time at night and just turning on this song was sort of a meditative experience um, just because it's so it sort of chugs. It doesn't like. It, there's nothing harsh about it. It's just like, yeah. It's just kind of like. It's really rhythmic and nice. Um, I think Charlie's both lyrics and vocals are like out of this world. Um, I just think everything about it is is great and feels just like a full song. And, and though it is so, it is a really long song. I think it clocks in around nine. Nine minutes. Nine oh seven. Yeah, nine oh seven. Okay. Uh, it doesn't drag. I don't think. Like I listen to the whole song each time, and I'm like, yep. Every part is. I don't know. It's hard to say essential when it comes to improvised music, um, but it's every song, every part of the song works for me in a way that um, I don't feel like, oh yeah, this this is dragging. This I could skip through this. It's just like the guitar build up is nice in the beginning. All of the lyrical content and sort of chorus work in the middle is great, and the, the outro is good too. So uh, that's why it's my number two. Lightning in a bottle. Lovely pick. Thank you. I got to hand it to you. I didn't. I like was not about to consider that song until like you would like Charlie. You suggested this topic, and me and Spencer like talking. Like, oh yeah, 
are you ready to do this topic? Like, we've got to figure out our first thing. But I was just like, yeah, I'm making my Spotify playlist of things I might be considering. And he was mentioned lightning in a bottle, and I was just like, oh, I'm not that familiar with that one. I definitely have to throw that on my list to listen to it. And real good. I really liked it. I really enjoyed listening to it. And he's definitely right about you being on fire, Charlie, on your vocals. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one because I am just... I believe on this song, Mitch is playing guitar, Ariel is playing bass, and I was singing while controlling the iPad drummer, but uh, for people who know a thing or two about this EP, we recorded this whole album with the iPad drummer because we didn't want to set up the electric drums, Uh, but I forgot to uh, record the iPad drummer, (laughs) Uh, and we were all like kind of drunk the whole time so i didn't realize this until one before the last song right before this song we looked and went oh there's no drums on any of this (laughs) and so i figured that out figured out what i needed to do didn't do it and played this song without drums as well and (laughs) then remembered like this one it was just like oh shit i remembered exactly like Kind of what I had just done on it so quickly re-recorded the drums back onto this song and then like this album took forever to mix because it was me like trying to find the beat and like off of the notes we all tried to write down of which drummer we used and what vibes we uh, had <laughs> that's, that's complicated and like matching drums to like improvised Music being played by people who are kind of drunk. Right, that's, that's <laughs> nuts. just like whoa. There was one song where we stopped the drums in the middle of the song. Yeah, and turning it, like figuring out where it started again, was so hard. Is that Citronella yeah. fella? It might be. I don't really remember right now, but it was just like, oh, the beat isn't kept. This, between that part and that part. This song is also really satisfying. Mitch taught me how to play this song on guitar, and it's like in an open tuning. It's really satisfying to play. So Some songs are like, oh, this is challenging and not that fun to like just sit around and play, but I had the guitar that I was playing it on tuned to an open tuning for like a week, and it was just playing the riffs from this song over and over because they're really fun to play and really good. So, uh, Good job, Mitch. Good job, Mitch. You did a, you did a fantastic job. Um, all right, well, it's time for the number one round, I would say, <gasps> right? Uh, ready for Tim's <laughs> number yeah, one pick. Um, <laughs> I think, well, not think, I think, therefore, I am, and I am <laughs> Tim, and I Fuck know it. my number one Wildcats ender is Four Rats in a Hole. Wow.
That's that's a good pick. Spencer I, called your number one. I, about mm-hmm. 20 minutes before the, the show started, <laughs> I said, you know what I think? I think Tim might pick four rats, one hole. Yep. And my prophecy came true. Is Can I ask mm-hmm. you a question? Is Into the Rat Tunnel your favorite Wildcats release? Yeah. Okay, because that would make sense. I, I thought I thought it was. <laughs> and I think that it's a great pick because it's the whole thing's really solid. You do a super good job. I think we're all like really on point. Uh, hey, hey, let him explain his pick. Yeah, I was just making a little comment about the album, but I, I figure we can sort of flesh this out. What the bit, fuck, right? Spencer? All right, all right, all right. The albums sound good. We funny. <laughs> uh, that's it. Fucking hell. <laughs> No, Four Rats in the Hole was a big contender for me, too. It didn't... I, I think that and... I, I'll get into this later. We get to Arnold Fetch's baby. Eh, I'll say it now. That and Snow Crystals were like... Oh. The la- that was my 10 to 8 with those two. I was just like, eh. I just can't do it. But, like, that is a perfect song. And that... Al- I, Into the Rat Tunnel is also one of my favorite Wildcats albums. We're so on on that album. And it's so... The whole point of it is Dude, so let Tim funny. Talk. Oh, go ahead. Tim already finished. <laughs> the okay. uh, album is an interesting album. When you look at it at its core, you caused this, Spencer. Uh, Tim music, hadn't started when I started. Music is more than just a feeling. Yeah, yeah that's why um, I'm right. A cognitive, uh, premeditated creation. Ten songs on an album about. Uh, rats come a tunnels. Uh, it, it, that starts the journey. You know, rats in a tunnel. That's the journey. That's where the journey begins. It takes you on a story. Each song is a story. And number 10 is four rats in a hole. And once you get to the bottom of that tunnel, you find the four rats that live there. And all those stories were lies, and the rats are dead. It's an interesting interpretation, I must say. So, it's not just that it's musically or uh, conceptively my favorite favorite album. It just has the best story. Tim, what were you on on that song? Yeah, like it's fucking mm. nuts that you think all yeah, this well, stuff yeah, about. Yeah, what drug? Like, <laughs> I think I was on. I was on bass. I think. I think so too. Yeah, I was Who on was bass. Who's on drums? Tim, were you on? Wait, Spencer, were you on? Wait, I was. I was on guitar. Okay. Damn, I have no idea who was on drums then. I guess it was I, think it, I guess it was Trevor. Yeah, it was no, Trevor. No, wait, he was no, singing. He, 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 he was singing. singing. Oh yeah, uh, Trevor was singing. Am I on drums? It's very, <laughs> it's very possible. I feel like the I'll have to listen to that again and listen to the mistakes of the drummer and see if it sounds like my yeah. kind of mistakes. It is the funnest thing to do. Yeah. Like, am I on drums on this? When will <laughs> right. they mess up? I was like halfway trying to consider like where was I? I was like, no, I was on bass, and I can't be playing drums. And that's Trevor singing. Yeah, we we were in tunnel in tunnel formation. We were in this. Me and Tim were next to each other, I believe. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's it, who's playing the keyboard? That I don't. Know. I don't know. Because the thing is, like, it, I guess maybe it could have been Trevor who, like, did some Moog stuff. Mm. Yeah. He's playing... There's one part where I was just listening where there is both Moog and trumpet, but he's oh. not singing, so 
maybe he is doing because I think that's what uh, was there based on that song? Maybe there's just not. Who knows? There's, Tim, how confident are you? That it you is like Mogi bass. You know what? I was playing drums on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just that took a second to like listen to it. And I was like, no, nah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. That makes sense as to why I was like, there's no... Wait, I've never once questioned the quality of the drums on that song. How could that have been me? Right. <laughs> and, and like, the Moog sounds like you. Yeah. Like, there's no one else who could do that much with the Moog, really, like, as cleanly as you do, because you have the most experience doing it, and you're good at stuff. But <laughs> I went on tour with that it, sucker. Yeah, exactly. I also, th- I also think so you are like, better at drums you, than you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah, but I also think you and Tim and Trevor are better at drums than me. Maybe. No, the thing was, is I, I always, like, listen to that song, and I kind of just zone out and listen to the singing and the guitar, and I'm not even listening to anything else. So I was like, I was like, oh, the drums are really loud on this one. It doesn't sound like me. Eh, I guess it's not me. And then I finally like- just listened to me playing my kick and snare, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's my snare drum. I'm playing yeah, it I'm, the way I like to play. <laughs> that's a very almost Icehead-ish song, kind of. Yeah, but like, I, yeah. I, 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 I think Spencer's guitar is really good on that song. I'm surprised that I played that, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> it is beautiful, Spenny. Thanks, thanks. Um, I have one in more the thing to say Tim. about rats. You know, I hope those rats are doing okay up in their they're, heavenly they're, hotel stay. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's nice. Nice tie around. A tie, a nice tie. Yeah, that's a nice. Tie it up. Tie him in a bow. Snatch and grab. Can uh, you tie him in a bow? Yeah. Am I, who's second? Me. Charles. <laughs> okay. So it's time for me, Charlie, to choose his. And <laughs> what I got to say <laughs> is... Sorry, I'm doing a quick check on something. Okay. So... His shoe is wrong. tied. <laughs> uh, the shoe is tied. The socks are on. And the number one song. <laughs> the number one song Hi, Ronnie. of all time is uh, an unusual occurrence outside Ursa Mine. Damn. Wow. Off of Farming the Final Frontier. There's not a lot of these final songs that I'm not on. I think there's only five. Uh, This is the first of them. 
and it is still like the most baffling to me like when this this album came out as a surprise for Mitch's and my birthday and was not just a surprise like ooh a surprise album but it's the first album I hadn't been on you guys did a very good job of keeping complete radio silence about it (laughs) as you recorded and produced it no one had ever put up or mixed or recorded or made album art for a wildcats album except me (laughs) and then this new album just showed up and it definitely it reminds me of uh the day there was the one day where adam surprised me by showing up at oberlin and just like sat down next to my friends while I was talking to someone and it's it's the same feeling of like I turned and was like shocked and like felt really weird (laughs) but like it was like whoa this rules and this song is definitely one of the big standouts to me it has so many sounds that I don't even understand how you guys did. Like, yeah. there's this tapping guitar part, and then you're definitely using some kinds of weird, like, synths and shit that I don't know about that are going, like, making weird raindrop sounds. <laughs> and, like, there's the one part that uh, Adam takes a break on a line, and there's just, like, an insane, like, <laughs> sound that happens there. And it's... It's, like, incredible. I don't know how much of it is that this song is maybe older than a lot of the songs I was considering, but when I was just, like, listening to the song while this playlist was on shuffle today, it was like, I knew exactly when every single keyboard part came in, when everything would change. I knew the melodies. They're just, like, ingrained in my skull. It's so much fun. It... A lot of these final songs take a long time there's a lot of songs I was looking at that like build a lot of tension and then blow into like a fun jam out at the end yeah. kind of and this one I think does it in a way it isn't that long it's not even 11 minutes it's 1023 <laughs> uh, and it it has this like just like tapping guitar thing and it's building this tension and doing weird noises and Adam's singing a good song about seeing this weird light. It's good singing. And then just like the guitar finally stops just tapping this one note. Oh, and yeah. And starts playing chords. And Adam starts like going nuts. And like the end of this yeah. song, Adam is just like. He's like a, cra- a crazy Adam's just madman. like screaming yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> it is. It is just like listening to this for the first time was so insane and it's still like beautiful every time fills me with like such like energy and happiness and excitement Uh, and it just closes off with like a really nice like dumb bells and in a very wild catch way ends on a nice chord I think you can hear that chord being laughed at in the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's honestly, I want to say it. That's really nice. And re- it's honestly a bit touching that that's your number one because you and Spencer gave us all Wildcats. And I love that your number one closer is a song that Wildcats gave back to you. Oh, that's nice. That is very nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that song. I think it's great. I. 
I sort of overlooked it. I just I didn't give it enough enough weight or enough oomph. But it's uh, it's definitely an amazing song. So. Yeah, it wasn't that high on my list when I first started listing, and then it just came up on shuffle on the Mega Bus, and I was just like, oh, yeah, crap. Can I honestly say I like some of these other songs more than this? And the answer was no. Yeah, that song made it to my final eight. Maybe I just don't have the heart for my own voice as other people. That's what I'm learning today. Yeah, I think it's so. <laughs> well, and it, it is it is like exactly the kind of performance that I feel that is insane and a lot of fun to listen to if you're someone else, but it's very out of desperation. Yes, and yes, exactly. I, I know exactly that feeling. There's so many songs where people are like, that was great singing, Charlie. I love it. Like, Man in a Mirror was a very early one of this, where Spencer's like, I love your lyrics. And I'm just like, all I can do is feel how, like, desperate and anxious I was while I tried to sing. <laughs> oh, that's, yes. that's me in the mirror, right? You gotta stop beating yourselves up, guys. You all sound great. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Wow, thank you, Tim. All right. Tim, you too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, is it my number one? It is your number one. It's time. You guys aren't going to believe this. I think I am going to believe it. I have a guess of what it is. I think you are going to believe it, too. Uh, Let's just say this song's uh, numbers were 7, 8, and (laughs) 7. If you're keeping track of the categories at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... This is the first time you haven't been saying them in terms of one, like, <laughs> ranking and not in it instead of score. Okay, that's true. It was second place in terms of what do I want to hear. It was uh, first place in Go Us Go. It was tied for second place with everything except for Cave-In in context. <laughs> and it was tied for second place in Music on Paper... I didn't think this would be my number one, but I crunched the numbers, and it was clear as day. My numbers were 20, the totals were 21, or 22, then 21, then 20, then everything else had either 15 or 16 points. That's so crazy that it actually lined up like a 3-2-1. Right? It's The Nights We Dream of Stardom. It was Tim's number two. It's the last song on Wildcats Worlds 2. Damn. It is everyone at full force playing a big rockin' song in a style of music I can't even say I care about at all. All about <laughs> Wildcats, but we're also the world's biggest band, the world's biggest rock band, Wildcats, supposedly playing this song about how, like, we can't wait to be the Wildcats and do our first show. I don't know. It, it's the, uh, the last song on Worlds 1 is... A song called... Eh, okay, I'll just say it, even though maybe it could be Spencer's number one. Who knows? The comeback track. It's... The first part of the comeback track, it is the same length as that, but it is ten times more varied and dynamic. There's not really that many, like, wasted measures, let alone minutes, like there are in lots of ending songs. I didn't think it would be my number one, but it ended up being my number one. And I think I think another thing that adds to the song, like we were talking about while we were conceptualizing this album, 
that it would be all leading up to Wildcats' first show, and we were very scared that, like, ending the album on Wild... Like, the idea of this album was Wildcats isn't a band yet. As soon as they play their first song at their first show, they become the biggest band. (laughs) Uh, And we didn't... We were just like, that's such pressure for the last song on this album. And honestly, with this song, where we just all go out, like, yelling, like, wish these nights were never ending. Like, it is, like, it fits the vibe perfectly. It's so, like, this is the big rocker outer at the end of, like, a teen movie (laughs) where they've been working together. And it's just like, yeah, everyone just joined the band, and we're actually doing the show. And it's great. And it does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a very triumphant song. It's a it's it's super cheesy and sentimental, <laughs> but it's so in context, it's so funny that it is that. Yeah, it feels like a victory lap of a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention earlier the reason I picked it was because the whole thing about it being the beginning of Wildcats. Which yeah. is a really great little aspect of the song. This is why I didn't have much to say about your number three and two. It's because I was like, oops, I have to talk about those songs still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Adam. No, that's okay, man. What it's all about. It's all, literally what it's all about, dude. I have good taste, so your number system works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're as smart as a system. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty interesting that Tim is the completely non-rigorous uh, choices, and Adam is the most rigorous choices, <laughs> and so maybe the medium amount of rigor that Spencer and I did is what took us astray. <laughs> yeah, you're either gonna go all out or all in. Yeah. All right, well, let's see about Spencer's number one because I really have no idea what it is. All right, so my number one pick. It's a bit of a weird Ooh, wait, one. Wait, maybe I do. Do you think you do? No. I kind of I want to actually kind of want to hear your guess. Uh, well, I ruled out comeback track, and then I remembered. Oh wait, yellow video sextant is still on the table. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, I think I know. You think you know, Tim? Yeah. Okay. You want to guess? <laughs> is, it, is it chicken fried something? <laughs> it's not chicken fried something. Damn it. But good guess, Charlie. Since we're in the in the business of guessing, do you want to wager a guess? <sighs> I don't really want to guess. Cool. Uh, but is it born one week early off of ERP? <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one. And my final pick is. No, I'm just kidding. It's not weird. It's the fucking comeback track off Wildcats Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Went for the bluff. Absolute number one favorite Ender song. Absolute number one favorite Wildcat song. Uh, I should I should have known from our, my, our experience with Survivor that you were perfectly willing to totally trick me into <laughs> believing something because 
I believe you told me like, yeah, I also that's ex- also exactly why I ruled out comeback. Yeah, that, that is exactly what I said. Outside <laughs> it was just a trick. Yeah, well, <laughs> it can be pretty tricky like that. Uh, <laughs> only, only when it's all in good fun. Um, yeah, right. n- number. I mean, I guess I could be if I wanted to, but uh, number one track is the comeback track. It is um, to me. A song that means a ton. Wildcats World. It's what's was that? Off of Wildcats off of, World. Off of Wildcats World. Um, it's a song that uh, hits our four hundredth song. Our four hundredth song by some metrics. Yeah. Um, by some true, truly, <laughs> truly by some metrics. Um, I think I think pretty accurate metrics. Um, by the metrics that allowed us to make that our 400th song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. When, uh, when we realized there was an argument we could make to make that our 400th song? <laughs> definitely, yeah. we found those metrics. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think it's uh, a perfect song. I think we hit moments... I, I mean, I understand Adam's arguments about its imperfection. I disagree with them. I think that... Well, to be fair, my arguments were why... We, I'll, we'll, I'll wait to go into this, but my arguments were about why I, I get why Charlie doesn't think love it as much. For sure, for sure. Uh, I love this what? song. Yeah. But Charlie has always kind of fought us on it. What were your arguments? I thought you were talking about, like, the dead space? Well, the argument... Like, I love this song, but I get why you don't like it, because I don't think you did as good of a job as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't think you were committed to this song. And I think I think everyone yeah. else was and like we all love this song and you're like yeah and you've always kind of told us like I don't know, I don't love the comeback track that much and listening to it in prep for this, I was like I can see like it's like unusual occurrence. It's like I can yeah. kind of feel you you hitting your desperation moments and like you not being totally sure about your commitment. And it works for me, but I can see why it doesn't work for you. Yeah. No, I think it's it's a song that has taken me a long time to move from a like performer of to a listener of. Right. And then it's also not exactly like my type of song anyway. Yeah. So that but we're not talking about why I didn't choose it. We're talking about why Spencer chose <laughs> no, it. It's, it's all good. I, I, I want to hear all those things. Um, I think that if if this was truly you maybe not like giving it your all, I think that instinct kicked in and I think that you ended up giving like what I think is one of the best like lyrical, I mean maybe not vocal performances, but like it's. I wouldn't say it's a super strong vocal performance, but I think the lyrics are extremely touching and like personal to me and like I like it literally even li- like listening today to all these songs in the car as I was driving around I I took like six hours and I just drove around like the suburbs and the city to listen to these songs and I put the comeback track on and almost every time I listen to it it makes me cry uh, which is probably can sound odd to some people but um, I think the notion in the lyrics of and, and you know it's, it's not it's 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 relating to Wildcats the band in the song, but the the lyric it's not hard to come back. Um, it, it's, it's it goes it's our it's our comeback, but and, and then it's 
it's not hard to come back. Um, it always just makes me think, like, no matter how bad things get, no matter where you end up, you can always turn the ship around. And you can always come back, and things can be better than they are currently. They can, things can always, uh, things can always get better. And you can always, you can always yeah. come back from anything. Um, and so I, it's just, it's just a touching song to me, and it, it also plays into, like, like, the, the, the actual date you mentioned is, like, the date you left to, like, the old house that we used to live in, and, like, there's just, like, a lot, a lot of personal touches, and I think that the, the piano, uh, or I guess it's a keyboard, that, uh, Adam hits that we sort of roll with for, like, a long time, uh, in the song, I think it's just perfectly, like, hypnotic, um, and it's just like I, I, I think that it's 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 not showy. It's just like I'm just playing like the straightest beat with like the straightest tom fills. Adam's just playing this like super like hip, like hypnotizing sort of beautiful keyboard, soft lyrics. Mitch is playing really nice guitar. It's just it's just like a it feels like a comfortable warm song. And then it gets really funny at the end, so it's like yeah. it, it takes <laughs> like <laughs> everything I want. Yeah, I think you got to give it bonus points for all of, like the goof, goofy bonus material at the end. Yeah, but yeah, the, that was that was one of the first Wildcat songs for me because that was three years ago now. That like that was 2015, and like the first year of Wildcats was just two albums, pretty much. So like, yeah, almost half. And oh, I guess like, there's a lot of metrics you can use. But whatever, it was 2015. That was one of and the first is, Wildcat songs that, to me, it sounded like a real band that wasn't making it up, and it sound it didn't sound like what you would expect an improvised band to sound like. Absolutely. That was a song I could show people and be like, this is one of the things Wildcats can do. This is, like, would you hear me and my friends who love goofing around have an improvised band? You probably think one thing, and it is not a comeback track, but let me show you comeback track. Right. Because it's really have you good. heard of Wildcats? Yeah. <laughs> a song that's all about, have you heard of Wildcats? <laughs> it is. I just spent some time to look at the lyrics, and they do hit me, and, like, it is such a song that is hitting, like, I think I did kind of go, like, I don't know what I want to sing for this, and what I ended up singing was, like, I'm going to make this actually super personal, and about how, like, this album was, like, kind of the clearest announcement that Wildcats was still going. Yeah. Like, True. we had taken, like, a year and a half of not really doing any Wildcats after I moved to uh, L.A. Spencer came to L.A., Ben came to L.A., and we started kind of doing some stuff, and then we got so into it that adam flew out to la to do this album with us and it was just like yeah like this was wildcats's comeback this was like us actually like committing to this silly project with our 400th song on our 20th album but (laughs) it was us going like yeah maybe this will be a thing we're doing 
three years from now? And the answer is, we've done almost 50 more albums (laughs) and 600 more songs. I view view it as a dividing line, honestly, this not not only this song, but the album Wildcats Worlds. I view it as, like, pre-Worlds is a totally separate sort of entity of Wildcats, a sort of vibe, and post-Worlds is, like, a totally different thing. So it's like... I feel like world sits on the cusp of, of these two different kinds of Wildcats worlds. Um, and it's just, we just hit something, especially in Comeback Track, that's just, that I don't think we can ever recapture. Um, I mean, hopefully, you know, there's always hope. But I think that it was just something super special to me. Uh, and I think that's, you know, it, it will always be a rock for well, thank you, Spencer. Well said. Great pick. Thanks. So, we did it. Oh my gosh, guys, we did it. Anyone want some honorable mentions to spit at? Oh, yeah. Honorable mentions. I'll give one. Okay. Chicken fried something. Yeah, great song. <laughs> so, it's so good. Off of Dearest Pen Pal 2. Mm-hmm. It makes sense why it's not on any of our lists, because it wasn't made in the way of other Wildcats albums, but... It wasn't the last song we did on that album. <laughs> yeah, true. What? I thought it was. It's, it's the last song track list wise. What was the last song record? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it, we might have been waiting on the intro to the first song. Was that done? But oh, okay. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Great song, though. Like I feel like your songs maybe were done earlier than mine and Spencer's, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh. I'd want to give a quick shout out to Comeback Track, of course. Like, I also really like that song in context to Charlie's number one, where like mm. the first song we made that Charlie wasn't on was Charlie's first one, and then your first one was the one where like we all kind of went to Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And like, hey. It, I'm down to be known as the dude who's down to fly for wildcats. I, I definitely am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I am too, which is why half of... I spend every summer in Chicago <laughs> yeah. to half of our albums then. Yeah. Yeah, Comeback Track, that was truly... That, that truly was a magical album. Yeah. I guess it wasn't as much of magic on Wildcats Worlds 2, because at that point we had all flown a couple times to do Wildcats. Sure. Is that maybe? Is that maybe why we don't give it as much... Love? That's possible. I don't know. I mean, I, I the the thing is, I think Night's Sweet Dream of Stardom was in my top five or top six. It just true, true. You know, yeah. I think I think Wildcats Worlds Two is just like Wildcats Worlds came out and stood out from everything in a really huge way. Yeah. In a like, there was nothing like it. We all got together. We also didn't really like follow it up that quickly. True. Right. And got to listen to it for a while where Wildcats Worlds 2 I believe was the first song album to come out on New Year's this year and we followed it up soon after and also we recorded a bunch had, before it came out and after we recorded it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we had and we had done basically it, it ended it capped our first most productive year of all time and started what will be our most productive year of all time, uh, where last year we had a lot of albums and this year we will have more uh, projected. <laughs> and so 
it makes sense that we just like haven't spent the same amount of time with it when true 417 songs have come out in the range around it instead of 90 <laughs> both yeah. of those numbers are still so huge Right. <laughs> right, I want to honorable mention a couple songs. First, yeah, these are both. This is a song from my top eight, and it's "Hey, I'm Invisible" from Wildcast World. Ooh, yeah, a, that was a hard one for me. There's too. a big strain of closers that sound weird. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and inf- Infirmary Necessitas, one of those from yeah. uh, uh, Royal Hedge Maze. Midnight. Hey, I'm Invisible is from Boo series. Hey, that's true. For the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Digestif even like does have its own kind of power and effect to it if you get past like the first half. It's very yeah. weird and kind of cool. But Hey, I'm Invisible, like it's so vibey and it's so good. Like it was a really hard, I had a really hard time cutting it, but ultimately I just felt like we weren't all firing on all cylinders. I think we were all a bit flawed and I honestly can't even tell what Trevor's doing for most of that song. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to cut it. Uh, second honorable mention is Yellow Video Sextant. That yeah. hit, it was the end of One Piece vs. Jersey Boys. I loved that song at the time. And then uh, many years went by where like I kind of just heard how good that song was from Spencer and from Ben and maybe from Charlie too. I don't remember. But I think Trevor also loves it. Oh, yeah. But so... But I was kind of like, oh, no, it's really sappy and sentimental. And it started this trend in Wildcats that our song, the last song on albums has to be sentimental, which I was never a fan of and I never really liked. But I listened to Yellow Video Sextant in preparation for this one, and I did not remember how not serious that song is and how that <laughs> song does not take its sentimental vibe seriously at all. It like we're all just making jokes the whole time. Like the music is really sentimental and sad, but all of us are just making really goofy doofy jokes in the lyrics and in the closing out the story of that album. Yeah. So like it's definitely not what I thought it was. And that's what I was talking about earlier when like about your choice with Char- Charlie with uh in which we all float away in a tornado. It's like, I just remember sitting there being like, oh, this isn't what I want last songs on albums to be. I'm not happy we're doing this. And yeah. it was weird, like, looking back on Yellow Video Sex, at what I always considered what started it all, and maybe even did. Who knows? But it really wasn't that. Like, that song is not sentimental. It's so dumb and goofy. Yeah. No, like, this is... it. At this point, it feels like one, so Yell Video Sextant is the last song on our album, One Piece versus Jersey Boys, <laughs> which is about when the anime One Piece met the characters from the musical Jersey Boys. <laughs> and uh, this song we came up with the name for by all three of us getting our own word. And it was the first time we ever did that. And like this song just like ends for no reason. With like, yes, and all of my children will go to the moon. And <laughs> like, it it feels like it makes sense because it's been part of the canon of this album for so long that like, yeah, no, kids go to the moon at the end. <laughs> but it's just like, there's no reason that should exist. One of the last lines is like, kids on the moon in a crater. I swear I can see them eating all that green cheese <laughs> and living on the moon. 
Like, <laughs> it's so s- silly and goofy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have way more appreciation for that song having done this. And I'm on board with everyone's love of it now. It's not just like the sentimental close it out and really be proud of yourself that I thought it was. Yeah, I feel like it. it is like, it's like where Comeback Track has the eight minutes of sketch at the end <laughs> to to like nullify the over-sentimentality of it. Uh, but it's doing it just throughout the whole time by us just making stupid jokes. <laughs> All right, does anyone else have honorable mentions? I do. Um, one of them you mentioned already, sure. uh, which is Snow Crystals uh, off yeah. of Welcome to Catsville, Emma. Uh, it's It's just like... A really, really good song. I really love this song. I don't. I can't think of any things I don't like about this song. It isn't super. It doesn't like super fit my mold of last song on an album. It's kind of short, and it is a lot of fun. It's a good closer, but yeah, it just doesn't fill as much for me as these other ones did. But I do love it. I've, uh, Trevor sings great. Right. Snow Crystals is amazing. Yeah, that's a great song. I love. I love that song too. Yeah, I mentioned earlier how I cut it out last minute. To me, it's just one of those songs where nothing is bad, but no aspect of it just stands up really high enough for me to put yeah. it in my top three. But it's so good. It's so Christmassy. Yeah. Wake up, Emma. <laughs> it's it's Christmas- morning. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it also doesn't feel like a last song because there's two long bonus tracks on that album. Very true. But... That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. We definitely hit last track vibe, I think, hardest on Snow Crystals, though, as opposed to both of those weird bonus tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is so good. It's a good one. It is so good. Um, I have... I'm not going to do all the ones I want to do, because it'll be too many. But uh, I kind of wanted to do this to piss you guys off again. Uh, but <laughs> I love Born One Week Early off of ERE. Charlie, Charlie, you can never piss me off. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. That was Tim. Like, wow, Born that One was Week Tim. I'm sorry. I well, just pressed. I stand corrected. <laughs> Immediately pissed him off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I had just pressed play on Born One Week Early in my headphones uh, and just like I don't want to hear focused. it. Fair. But I'll tell you guys about Born One Week Early. Born One Week Early is a song that, if I remember how it went, Kevin just started playing this drum beat. David just kind of started this riff, and it was just like, what are we doing? And then I remember like finding a bass line that fit in the riff in the pocket of it, kind of, and was cool. Spencer, I think, or maybe Trevor, is just slamming on the keyboard, but in, like, fun sound effect ways. <laughs> yeah. And I just love it. Spencer's singing is, like, Spencer's singing from the perspective of a baby that is born one week early. And <laughs> the way you just, like, sing it slightly higher <laughs> register than you normally would the whole it's time. It's really a dumb and idea like, that I went into, but it's, it, it works. I think it's good. It works. It, like, follows the beat, like... I feel like it's like such a rhythmically tight song. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is really good. Especially for a song we... I don't think any of these parts were together before we started recording. Like, sometimes we do get a riff together before we started recording. 
And this time, I don't think we did. No. And it just, like, fucking worked. Yeah, no, it's a great song. I, I, I agree. I, I, I considered it. And it was only getting up here to... Mention. Uh, yeah. Goof on you guys. What, would have been a good goof. It still, still is a good goof. Um, <laughs> let's see. And did you have? Do you have another one? I, I think I'll do one okay. more. And if no one hits this other one, I might hit it eventually. One of the biggest closers. One of the longest closers. Uh, but not the longest. It's Mew off of Pokemon. Yeah, I, I know and Adam was considering it. It is maybe a little in my head a little like over sentimental but it is like one of the first closers that's like really working to wrap up all of the poke as much i tried to wrap up as much of the pokemon stuff as i could in one song it does it's it's fun and like i was listening to it and it does like more things than i remember it doing and all of the parts are funner than i remembered a little bit when i was listening to it again it's just like okay but it wasn't top tier. Yeah. I really love that song. I think like in terms of sentimentality, that might be my number one because at that point it was our longest closer and it's just so obvious we just didn't want to stop because we were about to finish Pokemon, a 151 song album that we've been working on for over a, maybe not over a year, like six, six months. months. And this That's was still, the last yeah, thing and we were huge. doing it. We didn't want to end it. And there's so... Uh, I do really love the vibe of it. I love when the kick is doing the four on the floor and Charlie's got the, there's a little bit of you in all of us. It's, ah, I love it. It's so good. But yeah. Mew is great. It's, it also just suffers from like, we're just straight up better at this than we were then. Yeah. Like if we had done that song now, it would be so good, but we did it then. Yep. Like it has a bunch of like, this is us at like, our best at the time because we have just done 151 songs and have done like 70 of them in the course of a week and this is us closing that out and we're all like firing on pretty high cylinders for that period of time but our engines have gotten better it's been (laughs) it's been five years since that happened and what do you do you just gotta kiss and make up love you Mew Uh, two things right. I'll mention real quick oh. for the sake of time. Not really, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of the last track on Dirty Little Secrets, Dance of the Elk Prince. Wrestled with it endlessly. Yeah. It's such a great song. I love it so much. I've listened to it so many times. I just... I think it was both of our number yeah, fours. Yeah, absolutely. Could have easily been a number three. I, I just thought about it more and more, and I, I, I think four is a good spot. It's a great song. It's such a cool vibe, the square dancing vibe. It's just, it's it's a nuts song. Um, so I won't talk too much more about it, just because time. And the other thing I wanted to say was, Mitch did give me his favorite track of the final tracks, and it was. Um, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to okay respond to that to to what you said. Sure. I do love Elk Prince. That song, I I really love that song. I. Ultimately, couldn't give it enough points because I think there's too much dead space in it. But it is such a good vibe. It is totally the vibe of when there's like some kind of weird like meteor shower in Animal Crossing or something. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, Definitely. oh, I guess I'll look at these like digital 
stars next to like the person who sells gourds. <laughs> Such a weird vibe, but I love it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really proud of all engaged. my friends for that song. Yeah, it's but, yeah. like a weird, charming pagan vibe. <laughs> yeah. All right, what is Mitch's number? What's his number one? His, his numero uno pick is Doctor Snow versus Mister Mouse. Off of Antarctic internship. Ultimately, not surprising. Not surprising. I've known. Mitch. I could have seen him pick. I guess I couldn't have seen him pick Mew really when it came down to it. Yeah, I, I've known that he's loved that yeah. song, the song he chose for a long time, and so I was. I could have seen him pick Erasure. <laughs> I couldn't have seen anyone pick Erasure. I was so surprised to see Erasure was one of the final songs. Um, I love that, I love that song, but doesn't really get much rotation. But yeah, thanks, Mitch, for telling us the your number one. Yeah, I feel like Doctor Snow versus Master Mouse is a big one. It's got a lot going on. It's got Erica saying things in Japanese the whole time, which is a very like interesting touch it's got me playing saxophone for half of it spencer and me sharing one mic and i think headphones it's a really Uh, joyous song for sure definitely at the end of the song we got too loud singing the hook so it stopped recording so i had to bring it back and then we re-recorded us doing the end without any vocals just so it could fade out to something yeah it was a good one good pick all right. Well, that about does it for this. I think this episode's over. You can listen. If you haven't listened to the other episode already, listen to the finale of season one of Wildcats and the podcast. At some point in October, season two will begin, and you'll get to hear that. But uh, you'll have to sit around. And it almost definitely won't be Halloween. <clears throat> that's true, because that's probably not a Wednesday, huh? It's not. <laughs> Should we just change our release schedule? Oh, no, no, it is Halloween. (laughs) Is it really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, well, hopefully we won't wait that long to release start season two. Yeah, but... But we've got you've got time now, listeners. Uh, think about it. Halloween is on a Squid City Wednesday. What's the better thing to be for Halloween than one of your favorite Squid City characters, <laughs> like uh, Tangly the Squid from our logo, <laughs> or uh, one of the Wildcats, Arfo, Willie Davis. Uh, Mitch or Dan from Gaming in Hell. Lindberg, Ram. Yeah. Could be, ben. Could be a lot of choices. I'm going to go as Dan from Gaming in Hell. Good choice. I'm going to be Ben. <laughs> 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 nice. Get hyped for season two. Yep. Get hyped for season two. It's coming soonish. That'll do it for this episode. If you haven't already, hop over to the other episode, the finale of our musical, presented in its full glory, almost as its own episode. Just enjoy it. Caught us a little slack. We were tired. Love us as much as we love you. Yeah. Okay, see you over there. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.